The Lord doesn't just want us to live off the work he's done or his presence in our life weeks ago or years ago or decades ago, right? He's constantly present, constantly at work in our lives. And he renews that work when we give testimony, when we notice it and we share that with each other. Um, and so I want to invite Bethany Johnson to come forward now. Um, I know that she has offered to share a testimony with us to speak to where she's noticed God's presence and provision in her life and as a, as a desire of her heart that it might bless the church as well. So thanks, Bethany. Good morning. For those of you who don't know, my name is Bethany Johnson, and um, my family and I have been attending JCC since, probably since I was about in seventh or eighth grade. Um, you may know my parents, Jeff and Sean Johnson. Um, and so over all these years, I've just been so grateful for this church family, and I wanted to share with all of you what God has been doing in my life. So the meaning of hope has changed for me over the years as the mountains and valleys of life have prompted a new understanding with, with, with each step that I take. As a child, hope had an almost joyful connotation. There was an element of excitement, um, a looking forward, wishful thinking, anticipation. My understanding of hope uh, has been challenged by small bumps along the road, but nothing in comparison to what I'd experience later on in life. These past 10 years of my life have really pushed me to reflect on the reality of the hope that transcends all human logic, the hope that our Father in Heaven gives. After graduating college in 2010, um, God led me across the ocean uh, to live in Russia for nine years, serving his children living in the local orphanages, doing life alongside them, learning from them, um, sharing in their joys, uh, as well as in their pain um, and trials. Hope took on an entirely different meaning when I came face to face with the harsh reality of many of these children, where they had come from, and the uphill battle ahead of a lot of them. What they were experiencing was something I couldn't necessarily relate to. I had never lived in an institution. I had never been hurt by those who were supposed to take care of me. I had never felt unwanted by my family or had to face the stigma of being an orphan. It was one thing for me to talk about hope, but I found myself pushed to dive deeper into what it truly meant with every fiber of my being. My understanding of hope was shifting. It was less and less something that simply filled me with anticipation and wonder, but rather it seemed to take on the form of light in the midst of darkness. I witnessed firsthand uh, in the lives of so many of these children that I worked with, hope gave the strength needed to keep stepping forward. For the first time, I saw that hope was moving, hope was alive, even in the midst of pain and uncertainty. The hope that God gives moves with us, is always 
with us and has the power to transform our lives. A lighthouse in the midst of a storm, a beacon leading a ship through rough waters and safely to shore, lighting the way. When waves engulf, when winds disorient, his hope is a light. It wouldn't be long before I found myself in a raging sea that would turn everything in my life completely upside down. About a year and a half into my marriage, I found myself being tossed in a storm of abuse and manipulation. You don't get married expecting to be hurt by the one person who has vowed to love you until death do us part. We had met in church. We volunteered in the orphanage together. We had dreams, goals, desires to serve God together as a family. Nothing had prepared me for this. This was a storm I didn't feel equipped to steer myself out of. The swirling winds of aggression, verbal abuse, and control engulfed me. I found myself constantly walking on eggshells. The smallest mistake, putting the sponge in the wrong spot or forgetting to close the closet door could set him off and push him over the edge. I became, I became accustomed to hurtful phrases um, directed at me, phrases that devalued me as a wife, as a woman, and as a person. It wasn't long before I started believing the lies that were being yelled at me every day. Maybe I really was useless, utterly incompetent. Maybe I was ugly. Maybe I really didn't have a sense of humor for not laughing at his cruel jokes that only made me want to cry and feel belittled. The lines separating what was true and what were lies eventually faded, and my new normal was one of complete sadness and shame. Sometimes my husband would stop and put himself down, insisting that I deserved better. I'd forgive him and immediately shift into the role of caretaker, making sure he felt valued and supported. I tell him I was still fighting for us, and I was. I thought if he felt reassured, supported, and strengthened, that the abuse might stop. But instead, I was always left feeling confused, hurt, broken, ashamed, and utterly alone. It was a cycle a wind that swirled around and around. To an extent, I, I understood that his verbal abuse, aggression, and manipulation wasn't right, but I didn't know what I could do about it. I felt isolated and alone in Russia and completely helpless. The balcony of our apartment, we lived on the ninth floor, it became a place where I would pour my heart out to God. So many mornings, evenings, standing on that balcony, literally crying out to God in pain, anguish, fear, and complete loneliness. Father, does your heart break with mine? 
when I am shattered and trampled on, do you feel that too? Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when the grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. This psalm, Psalm 4, uh, became my prayer each night. I remember times when I, was, when I literally felt the warmth and strength of arms holding me as the pain of the day was transformed into peace and my body could safely fall asleep. I was a child in the arms of the Heavenly Father who was still there with me. I, have, I had faith and I trusted that he was hearing my call. Journaling and prayer um, became my connection to hope. I had always been an active um, journaler, um, and it soon became a means for survival, a, a place where I could release all my thoughts, a place where I could um, write as I prayed. Often God would speak to me as I was journaling, reminding me of his truths and promises. Um, and in a journal entry from 2018, I wrote, I rely too much on my own strength. I'm brave, I'm independent, yes, but who am I really? A daughter of the King of Kings? A bride to the Holy One? What does that mean? What does that look like every day? I wake, I wake up each morning, feed the cat, I play with her. I look out the balcony window, holding my tea. What do the clouds look like? How are the trees moving today? I admire the birds, how freely they fly. Are they always flying with a purpose? How often do they fly just because? Do I live just simply because I'm alive? Do I live today just so that I'll be alive tomorrow? These struggles tossed about in a storm of aggression, why do I even push through and keep moving? Expectations from people around me, goals I have for myself, habit, this is my normal now. I feel that I'm a stranger to God, far away, too weak and too small. Limits I put on myself, I know. In a sense, I limit my expectations of God, that he could take me as I am now, a broken girl, a cup that has been pushed off the table, shattered in a million pieces on the floor, before I even have time 
to glue each piece back together, I'm pushed off again, over and over repeatedly, never to be made whole. But God can, and he does. He has done miracles in the past, beauty from ashes, towers from ruins, walls rebuilt, calm waters out of storms, from death to life, captivity to freedom. All by myself, I cannot. Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite, John 6, 7. But if I give all I have, as little as it may be, to Jesus, he can do miracles. He can feed thousands. He is capable of more than I can ask or imagine. Lord, help me rebuild this wall. I pray as Nehemiah prayed, now strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands, O oh God. Our Father's promise of hope, life, and peace ignited a light in me every day that somehow kept me going through the darkest time in my life. I, I cannot explain it other than it was something so supernatural, a peace that surpassed all understanding, a beacon of light that, was guided, that guided me, a lost girl who was barely treading water. His arms lifted me up out of the water an image powerfully illustrated in a song that I would listen to over and over again. I would write out the lyrics, sing them at the top of the, my lungs on the balcony, a song called Raging Sea, um, written by Michael W. Smith. Sometimes the journey makes you weary, feels like a long and winding road. Sometimes this life can lose its meaning but you may be surprised to find some hope. Maybe you're wondering where love is. Maybe you feel it's far from here. Maybe you're wondering where I am. You might be surprised to find I'm near. And when your life is tossed and turning and you are on the raging sea, I'll come and pull you from the water. Then you will know that you are free. So if you're stumbling through the valley or you're tempted to give up the fight, reach out your hand and I will lead you. I will be your strong arm in the night. And when your life is tossed and turning and you are on the raging sea, I'll come and pull you from the water. Then you will know that you are free. My strong arm in the night Yes, I'm reaching out my hand. Lord God, do you see me? In December of 2019, God's hand pulled me back to the States. My husband was finally granted his green card, and we were able to move to Vermont. I was convinced that everything would get better. So when it didn't, I felt trapped and ashamed guilty for the ways I would let my family down if they found out about the ongoing abuse. Shame for letting my husband treat me that way. Afraid to disrupt everyone else's lives. I made the decision that I would trek on, 
I would start seeing a therapist and gain skills to be a stronger and better wife. I would gain insight to better survive the aggression and navigate the manipulation. The last thing I wanted was to disrupt the lives of those I loved and who loved me. But God has a way of bringing us where we need to be and surrounding us with the right people at the right time. He knew I would need the strength of others. His light of hope was guiding me closer and closer to shore. God showed me his incredible love through the unconditional support of my dearest friend. He spoke truth through the counsel of respected spiritual leaders in the church. God poured out um, strength through the wisdom, insight, and support of my trusted therapist. He provided stability in a job that I loved, in a place where I felt secure and safe. And he held me in his arms when I finally told my family and they became instruments of his unconditional love, fighting for me, protecting me, supporting me, and lighting the way. How incredibly grateful I am for all these beacons that guided me to safety. And so it was with courage, peace, and hope that I followed God into safety as he led me out of this abusive marriage, as he led me out of the valley of the shadow of death to lie in green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My good shepherd, you restored my soul. You are my strength. My God, my God, I will forever praise your name. Sometimes there are just no words that adequately express how much I love you, but I pray that you see my heart. Hope is alive. It allows us to move, to move forward instead of remaining stagnant in fear, loneliness, and isolation. Hope allowed me to move into safety. Hope reflects on what the Lord has done and what he promises to do. Hope is a light that allows us to take steps even in the midst of darkness. Sometimes it lights up the whole path in front of us. 
Sometimes it's just enough for us to see our feet in front of us. But hope is always there because our Father is always with us. May you all be blessed with the strength, peace, and hope of our Lord.